0: Welcome to Fort McMurray Matters. Keeping you connected to our community. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics. On Mix 103.7.
1: Welcome to another episode of Fort McMurray Matters. I'm Adam Olfus, and today we're chatting with Georgina Sanderson from the Nistawauu Association Friendship Center. And we're just going to be chatting with them about uh, who they are and what they do for the community. But to get us started, uh, Georgina, if you could just let us know who you are and uh, what, is it, what it is you do there.
2: Okay, uh, I work at the Nistawauu Association Friendship Center as a receptionist. So I'm the administrative assistant, so I answer all the calls, emails, and take care of social media and stuff like that.
1: So you, yeah, so you're, you're in the nitty-gritty. Anybody doing stuff, yeah, you're kind of, kind of the go-to. You're hearing everything on the ears to the ground.
2: Anytime someone calls, I'll direct their call and give them information on anything they want to know about and stuff like that, yes. Yeah
1: and And just to, just to let everyone know in case some people aren't familiar with the organization, what is the goal of mr Wiyu? like what uh, what is it exactly you guys do there?
2: So well, our mission statement you can find it on our website as well at dot com so our mission statement is uh, we are a culturally a cultural hub for a community that helps indigenous people transition to better quality of life.
1: Okay. And and how how does that yeah. how does that work? Like how do you guys um how do you guys make that happen?
2: So we, we want to promote and encourage better relationships between Indigenous and non Indigenous people in our community, acting as a liaison as uh between the people of indigenous backgrounds and government, volunteer agencies, industries and other groups.
1: And and you guys are located right here in Fort McMurray? Yes, we are. And people can just They either can they just come in like walk right through through the doors can they just come in to take part in something is there something going on daily um do you guys hold specialty events throughout the week throughout the month Uh, how does that work
2: well typically right now we're still closed we were affected by the flood back in may of 2020 so our building is still under renovations but typically we do everything online so it, in order to join a program, you have to be a member. So you can always contact me about getting a membership, filling it out. You can even do it over the phone. And um, and then you get the first, uh, I guess, um, dibs on um, the workshops because I will email it out right away. And then you just register that way for any workshops that we provide. And then,
1: like you said, they can just go onto, the, onto your guys' website to set that up or find your phone number. And that that'll be the best yeah. way for them to do that?
2: Our, our Facebook definitely. You can um, reach out to us on there as well.
1: And, and now, this might be crazy to even think about, but what is the importance uh, for anyone, really, not Indigenous people and non-Indigenous people? What is the importance of uh, staying connected to your cultural roots?
2: Can you repeat the question? <laughs>
1: I had seen on your guys's uh, web page that one of the things is is staying connected to your cultural roots, and I was just asking what uh, what is the importance for both non indigenous and indigenous people for keeping connected to your cultural roots. What's the importance of it?
2: Well, just to keep those traditions alive and keeping it going, and making sure people you know understand you know what's most important to indigenous people by you know embracing things like Tao and language classes. Because a lot of these things, especially in the youth, it's, which is important to us to make sure the youth get out there and figure out how dancing, like stuff like that, yeah.
1: Okay. And then you you had mentioned like dealing with youth. Is 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 it strictly youth groups you deal with? Is it various age groups? Like who can take part in some of these?
2: Everybody. We welcome everybody. If they want to know anything, they can call us and let us ask us what kind of programs we offer and if it strikes their interest, then we just let them know about the top that we offer.
1: And uh, so far, like these programs that you've done, both, you know, past, present, what has been your favorite program so far that you guys have done?
2: My personal um, pop eating. I've never beaded before until I did a workshop with my work. Did beaded earrings, and that was my first time doing that, and I thought it was wonderful.
1: Okay, and yeah, and so when you guys do these beading projects, when you're able to have people in, in, you know, do it in person... Do you guys kind of bring that uh, crafting materials in? Do people bring their own? And do they get to keep them afterwards?
2: Yeah, they definitely... Uh, we do provide a lot of supplies. And if you do uh, want to bring definitely, you can bring your own. But we do provide generally the, amount, the, the, um, the supplies. Like, for instance, we had a mitt-making workshop. Mm-hmm. We did provide all the, the supplies for that.
1: So if right now you're doing most of these uh, programs online... Um, are you still? Can people pick up supplies from you guys to do that at home? Do they pick up their own supplies? Like, do you, are you doing stuff like that still virtually so that people can still learn how to do it that way?
2: Yes. Yes, we'll either have a pickup spot or drop it off because sometimes we we'll have people from out communities and we'll get someone to volunteer to pick out supplies or so like Anzac or something.
1: For these programs that are going on, and it, it's really like a lot of, like, still a lot of help. If someone's struggling, they can like speak over the virtually or signal some way to be like, hey, can I get a little extra help on this part? I'm having trouble with the thumb on my mitt here. Like, are you able to do that? Yeah.
2: Yes, you are. It's a little difficult because it is virtually. So when we do it in person, which we do once in a while, if we have a designated area, if they can find space, sometimes they will do it in person. But virtually, it is a little difficult, but the ladies do try their best to to accommodate everybody in those workshops.
1: And and some of these programs as well... um, Because I am a big fan of eating, are there many food ones as well, like making different dishes?
2: Yeah, there we do have a program that we do uh, cooking workshops with our youth coordinator. Typically, yeah, we do.
1: (laughs) Okay, and and so far, out of some of those food ones, which ones have been your favorite in that aspect?
2: I haven't done any of those, but anytime you see like we did Dinah on the Stick one point, I love Dinah on the Stick. It's the greatest.
1: Yeah, I actually had bannock on a stick for the first time a few years ago. It was absolutely delicious. Uh, Georgina, we're just going to take our first break here in Fort McMurray Matters, but when we come back, we are going to continue chatting about the Nistawayu Association Friendship Center and about all the amazing things they do.
0: We'll return in a moment to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7.
1: Welcome back to Fort McMurray Matters. If you're just tuning in, we are talking with Georgina Sanderson from the Nistawiyu Association Friendship Center about all the amazing things that they do. Now, Georgina, I had noticed on the site of List of Things That You Guys Do that you do languages, as well, that's got to be tricky to, to teach a new language on there.
2: That is that is quite successful. That's, we have a, a Dende language class and a Cree language class. Those are both virtually. Those have been going on for maybe, maybe six months each, maybe. Yeah, because... Uh, like, and it is all virtually, yeah.
1: And the people that you have have teaching this and these and these are native speakers of these languages that are able to teach this and and doing these classes with people?
2: Yes, definitely.
1: And yeah, sorry, it's just going through some of the things you guys offer and there is a lot of things on here. Um, So for instance, when I look at this one called land-based teachings, is that more learning like which plants uh, do what and which ones are good for you? Is that what kind of thing that is?
2: Typically, yes. So a lot of uh, plants or traditional ways of like healing like for example rat root that's good for cold so i had a cold so i've been using rat root so they'll teach you what plant needs what and what it's good for
1: i guess the art class the native art class is that um is that just kind of all arts of everything is that just paintings is that just like you said beaded uh beading what does that all cover
2: well that varies right because you do have the beading, and then uh, we we had one recently Dreamcatcher so it kind of varies to different medias I guess so it's not specifically but we do have a Facebook post that we release every once a week and we'll have workshops on top of it
1: and is there any plans right now because like is there any ideas like when the facility will be will be up and running and, and people can pop, be able to pop in there again or when you can be able to do more things in person is there any timeline there for that?
2: I do not have a final day for that. Um, I'm at the to say, <laughs> really, okay. so we don't have any words on exactly.
1: Uh, with COVID already being locked down and then like you said that when the floods took place damaged the building and you know that made it difficult as well. I know a lot of people for so many things are wanting to get back in and do things in person. Is there, um, <laughs> do you guys do most of your stuff just your, yourself in house? Do you reach out to other groups, organizations to kind of team up with as well?
2: Yeah, we so we are a organizations, organization so we do get funding from organizations in groups. For your
1: own projects or like maybe individuals, um, for instance, that are, are speaking, are teaching the Cree language, uh, the cooking classes and, and all these different things. Are these all people in-house that are under your nonprofit umbrella? Do you guys reach out to these uh, individuals with these skills?
2: Oh my apologies. Yeah, we do Our uh, so we have coordinators for certain programs, and they just reach out to anybody that they think would be a knowledgeer in those classes or those programs
1: and, and, and for for a lot of these things, uh, is this you you grab people from from all over the province, all over the, the, the country, uh, more local individuals uh, or who are you getting?
2: That's a good question. Uh, so the Denny professor, Our teacher is from uh, the Northwest Territory. Those so uses the like I get. and we do have our three language uh, teachers who do read. One is from Saskatchewan, and the other one is from local. So we do gather people from different locations, definitely.
1: Okay, and and how popular has been the? I I, I know I keep focusing on on this, but I think it's absolutely fa- uh, fascinating <laughs> about the the no language worries. lessons that are being done. Has this been, like, have you been seeing, like, good success of people People really picking up the language? Is it a tricky one to learn? Like, how has it been?
2: It's, uh, the, I, I host a dental language class, so I, I can say exactly what goes on in that class. So so will have a lesson, I bring it up on the screen, and she kind of goes through the words, and then they will read it to her or if they have any concerns. And she, she tells stories about those words, which is, is beautiful because there's so many stories behind the meanings of the words. And it's pretty much the same for the two languages class as well. There's always a meaning behind why people say it a certain way, and they'll explain it, they'll pronounce it, and they'll get people to respond to it.
1: Oh, that's much better, because I know, like, so many (laughs) school things I've been into, and I'm sure you've got it too, where, you know, you want to ask about why do you do this or why is this done this way, and the response is always just because that's the way it is. You know, that's (laughs) that's a much better way. I, I really like that. And you said like you have taken part in some of these different classes as well. Like, do you end up kind of jumping into as many of these as you can if you have time?
2: I do take part in the Dene language class for sure, and the Cree language I have a couple of times for sure.
1: So, are you more? Because you work there, are you more facilitating it? Or are you are you picking up some stuff as well?
2: I'm picking up some stuff as well for sure, but I it's educational for everyone. It's 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 wonderful. You always uh, learn something, definitely. <laughs>
1: And, and with these ones, since, um, like for any of these classes, um, are they kind of one-offs? Like if, if, if somebody wanted to jump into one of these classes now, are they able to just jump in partway or do they have to wait to kind of the next course starts?
2: We always welcome you people. because We, we always welcome them, and then we just let them know. And you're like, oh, we're just part in our lesson. If you want the lessons previous, just let us know and we can give you the material. Okay. We, no. don't, we don't discourage people if it's if they want to jump in. I don't the dead language class. I'm not exactly sure about the Cree language class, but I'm pretty sure the same way.
1: Okay, fantastic. Because I know, you know, some people might be nervous to jump in midway, but it's good to know that if they want to jump in, they can jump in. Yeah, you'll get to learn some languages and everything behind it and all the stuff uh in between. Is there anything um, uh, coming up that you would like to maybe just give a shout out for, or last and kind of encouraging words to end us off with here?
2: We'll start programming again beginning of January, which is the fourth. But we our regular programs are um, will be starting again, so it'll be like power dance class, free language class, demi language class. We also have our elder supper delivery that we do. These are all our regular classes, and we'll have workshops along the way. So that you can look forward to you and
1: Jen. Thank you very much for joining me on here, Georgina. I really appreciate it. You are welcome. That was Georgina Sanderson from the nist Association Friendship Centre. But when we come back, our very own Steph Seidel has some amazing news that she wants to share with us, speaking with Kathy from the United Way.
0: We'll return in a moment to Fort McMurray Matters brought to you by Colin Hartigan of Coldwell Banker, Fort McMurray, Cooper and Company Law Firm and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7.
1: Welcome back to Fort McMurray Matters. I'm Adam Ophis, but we're actually going to be hearing from someone different. Our very own Steph Seidel is speaking with Kathy Steves from the United Way with some very amazing news. I'm just I'm going to leave it all to them.
3: Hey, Kathy, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Not too shabby. I hear you have some good news this morning. I have some very good news. Are you ready? Are you sitting down? I am sitting down. But should I stand to fall over or what?
4: <laughs> well, maybe you want to stand, bend your knees a little bit so you can jump for joy. Okay, okay, I'm ready. I'm in. The, I'm in the okay. position. <laughs> You're in position. Okay. No, no hazards around you because this is good. Um, the United Way this year in our annual campaign. Raised $3.5 million. We met our goal.
3: Whoa! I am jumping! <laughs> Congratulations! That was, pretty,
4: that was a pretty enthusiastic yay for 7.15 in the morning. I've already been up for four hours, girl. <laughs> I can't believe how you do this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, so $3.5 actually... Wow. That's, little side whisper um gesture with my hand here, we raised a little bit more than three point five.
3: Wow, that's amazing. What a Yes, it is. Great news, man. So good. Like so cool for our community too to be able to say that we all came yes. together and did that.
4: And Fort McMurray still ranks number one in Canada for per capita giving. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Little Fort McMurray, little middle of nowhere Alberta, upper rubber boot Alberta. Fort McMurray raises more money per capita than anywhere in the country for our community.
3: Everybody put your arm up, bend it, and give Mm -hmm. yourself a pat on the back. Amazing. A big squeezy hug.
4: Love it. Love it. Oh, my gosh. We're very proud of this community and uh, the social profit sector. So all of those little agencies that you hear about that do the good work in our community for people that need it the most will be getting um, a substantial amount of funds this year, continue doing their great work. I think that's the good news.
3: That is good news. So good. Yeah. Okay, tell me more about uh, the United Way, about the campaign. What do we got to cover this morning?
4: Well, this morning, okay, so we've, let's say we've raised $3.5 million. Um, when the agencies were applying for funds earlier on, well, is it earlier this year? Is it later this year? It's December. I'm not sure what to call it. But anyway, in November, December, agencies came to us and applied for funds. And, um, what they really needed was actually 4.5 million. So although we've raised 3.5, we're still a million short of what they would like. Now, that's not to say the United Way has to fund their entire ask, but it means that the social profit sector is still left wanting at the end of all of this, to the tune of about a million dollars. So I think the community has to understand that, yeah, we've raised 3.5. That was our goal. Fantastic. I'm so proud of everybody. And it really will go a long way. I'm saying that 3.5 is going to cover a lot of ground here. And if you understand how the United Way makes money work in the community, we interview these agencies, we fund projects based on what they've they've described in their applications, and we make sure the money hits the greatest need. But the agencies in the last couple of years have only been asking for what they absolutely need to make all of their dreams come true in the community, and we're still a million dollars short. Now that's like asking Santa Claus for a million dollars and only getting 90 you know, 900,000 and thinking, you know, we can't do it. Of course, we can still do it. We can still make this work. But the community still has to know that it's still a time to be generous. And just because we've raised the goal, doesn't mean we should ever stop. Does that make sense? That makes sense for sure. So we're saying to the community, please continue your generosity. We love this. And we are such big givers. And if you still have some cash left at the end of the year that you would like to donate to make somebody else's life better significantly better please go to the united ways website and click on that little donate button and let's see if we can get these agencies exactly what they've asked for love it now
3: did you guys do your draw yesterday do you know who won
4: (laughs) and um Steph, you didn't win. I'm so sorry. Oh
3: man! I, know. I even bought a
4: ticket. I know, and nobody with the last name of Steve's won either. Though, so. <laughs> come on! But um, the the winner won twenty two thousand dollars. Whoa. What a sweet Christmas gift that was. For real? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, and when we called, they were so excited. So that makes us feel good, too, that this person was really cool about it and was just over-the-top screaming and loving and laughing. And so um, that, that gets you right in the feels, too. Yeah, so $22,000 was given to our 50-50 winner. And again, a huge shout out to the community for buying those tickets and for participating. And our 12 Days of Christmas prize packages were were well received and um, we want to thank all of the sponsors for stepping up, pitching in, and making it so much fun.
3: Amazing. I love it. Kathy, thanks for joining me this
4: morning. Do you have anything else you'd like to add? Um, Merry Christmas, everybody. I know that um, times are tough. We've got downturn of the economy, we've got pandemic, Omicron, transformers out there, watch out everybody, and yet we still find joy in celebrating family, friends, and community generosity, and I just want to say huge thank you to each and every one of those community members that bought tickets to our 50-50, that gave generously to our community, and to the volunteers on the community investment teams. That are interviewing these agencies, and then again to the agencies themselves, that are really the foot soldiers in the good work that happens here. So, um, I just love living here, Steph, and I love working here, and I think this is one of the best places on earth to possibly be. Amen, amen.
3: Well, thank you so much, my guest this morning, Executive Director of United Way Fort McMurray Wood Buffalo, Kathy Steves. Merry Christmas, Kathy.
1: Well, that was great to hear. Congratulations to the United Way for reaching their goal. And congratulations to that 50-50 winner who won $22,000. That is definitely a Merry Christmas. That's all the time we have today for Fort McMurray Matters. But if you missed this one and you want to hear more, you can go to our website, mix1037fm.com. A fresh episode of the podcast is uploaded every single day. Fort McMurray Matters airs every weekday at noon. I'm Adam Ophus. I'll chat with you again tomorrow.
0: That's the end of another edition of Fort McMurray Matters. Want a copy of this
1: episode or any past episode? Download the podcast at mix1037fm.com.
0: Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7.